So you think if we did, so I'll record now when nothing will happen. Exactly. We missed the whole the magic. Everyone that's just joining the program at this point in time will be like, you used to do something, you did something good just before this happened. Well, no, we were talking, because I'm confused. What were they called again? What is Web horse? No, no, we, uh, cam, cam girls. Cam girls. Well, my point was is that if you're a, if you were a cam girl that lived in Pine Grove right. and you were like a girl that decided that you're going to make money by showing your you know, your private, most private of areas to the internet, right? And put some sort of big beater, like some sort of like big white thing with a head on it that like just pounds, right? <laughs> and then you have, you put this big apparatus on your like, uh, you know, your little man in the canoe area, your you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, that turkey that was on social yeah, yeah. media? You know, normally if you put this out on the internet, you'd run, you'd run the risk of this being like exposed to all your friends and family. They're going to see the fact that you have this dirty shame. You're selling your body for like, uh, you know, you just for like cheap money. Like you're basically a prostitute on the internet, you know? Some sort of whore. Yeah, but they work that out. You can go now if you're in Pine Grove, you just show your, uh, your, your junk to some guy in Singapore that's yanking at it or whatever you say like you, no I'm not going to be able to show no one in Canada sees my my uh not even junk. North America you just block it out no, even North America no I'm just doing it for uh some... Eastern Europe Europe and Asia <laughs> a little bit of Africa that's all I can see my pussy you know you just like have rules like that sounds bulletproof hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is good Dave but if you're going to do it in the future you need to talk in the microphone because this is a real goddamn show charters <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking go time. Yeah, yeah we gotta play the siren. <laughs> Fire! Let's do this stuff, boys. It's beautiful, Stephen. Thank you. I didn't write it. Involved with this podcast, live in the one of the freest countries in all the world, the country of Canada. And you know, but how free are we really? If you come to think of it, you know, 
What if I wanted to express my extreme hatred for the Inuit people of Canada's far north? <laughs> what? That's bullshit. But I was afraid to lose my job as a master of industry in one of the great manufacturing, international fit manufacturing countries of the world, you know? How free am I to express my hatred to those igloo living raw fish eaters? It's questionable. Right. What if I wanted to stay around all day in my pajamas, just lie around, you know, and uh, pop Viagras repeatedly? Pick boners. Just banging a constant stream of 18-year-old whores with a dream, you know? Not everyone can pull that off. How free am I to do that? But I'll tell you one thing I'm free to do. I'm free to come every Thursday to a shed in Pine Grove, and I'm free to record for 201 weeks in a row a bunch of nonsense. And there's only one way to get it started. How's that, Peter? Theme song, boys. from the Dutch Hall, the greatest podcast ever to come out of a shed in Pine Grove, Ontario. And we are the greatest because we have the greatest band in podcast history, the Nocturnal Emissions. Comprised this week of a cast of our favorites, Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. We have the freshly finished Michael Bowe. Our band leader on rhythm. On the Calhoun is the man that writes the music for the show. He's our good buddy. Dave the Rooster Charters is here. Fuck Charters. And the man, we gave a microphone this week, everybody. We don't know what's going to happen. It is a live microphone in front of this man. Anything can happen look tonight. Out, ladies, look out. He is the balls of the nocturnal emission. He's our bass player. Whiskey Wes Haggins is here. And rounding out the nocturnal emissions is a man who's no stranger to this program. He's one of my best friends of, in history, you know? The guy's been with us, he's, been, he's a, a great storyteller. He's filling in for my brother, the bartender, who's off in the jungles of Costa Rica. It's Jeff Clunders here. Hey, Clunder, yay! Hey. And recording this for posterity. And also picking up some of the slack as Clunders holding a guitar in his hand. My wife, Jane Van Dyke. Let's hear it for the beautiful Jane Van Dyke. All right. And I am the host of this show. Two time. Two fucking time. President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Hey, I can hear people clapping at home. Ah, that's an opener, boys. That's a symbol. That yes. is an opener. All the way around, I think we really nailed it. Fuck it was yeah. a shaky start. The, the, I, I'm not going to lie, because it starts off slow. It beats you in at the beginning of Freebird. Yeah, that's right. Right? You want to get... You, shed a tear, I did. You're thinking, what's Mike doing? Is he like... He's really trying to bring the room down here? And then it kicks up a notch, <laughs> right. and you're like, no, no, we're rocking this thing out. <laughs> that's fun, yeah. Now, we almost made a mistake here. We almost made a mistake tonight. We almost played Soup Dragons. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm free. And it was, a, it, was a, it was a shameful thing. We had to all face look ourselves in the mirror. Like, are we going to go down? What is the next? Jesus Jones next week? Like, how? Right, yep, that's right. right now. <laughs> we have to draw a line in the sand and say, no, we're going Skinnered because we are men. <laughs> who have integrity, rocks. right? That's and we're right. trying to rock here, you know. <laughs> and Steven can shred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. be ridiculous. Yeah, it's awesome when you got to get to do that. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great, man. Good opener. Anyway, so so we're back here for episode two hundred one. Woo! Just what? off the big, uh, the big two hundred episode. I can't believe it. Yeah, we keep doing it. <laughs> and we don't really know why we keep doing it, but we do. And uh, this one, we're going to concentrate on being on uh, freedom. 
It is the theme of the show. We're going to go with it. People always ask me, Pete, what you, what's this week's topic of the show? And I was like, we, I don't, uh, uh, I, does this I show have a purpose? Have I ever? Topic. Co- yeah, has there hmm. been a topic? That and sounds like not fun. But this one. <laughs> and actually, in the 200th episode, there's a lot of people giving, giving feedback. Oh. Oh, Steve, what happened to your guitar? Turned out. I'll do this uh, feedback. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't turn much back better. Down. Yeah, you turn it right back down. <laughs> Anyways, they were saying, you know what you should do? Give the guys a tip before the show what you're going to talk about. <laughs> and, uh, Thanks. And, and then, then uh, they, will, uh, they will have, like, even if Mike's doing work on the farm, he would be like doing work on the farm, but thinking about the topic, you know? So even in his head, he'd be becoming more prepared, even though he doesn't know it, right? Yeah, they're right. Yeah. That's true. And then, uh, and then, so I do it. I go on the Dutch Hall, uh, like a little messenger group that we have, and I say, uh, okay, uh, thinking about doing a song about what it means to be a free person in this world or whatever. And you guys proceed in like telling me I'm a, like, just shredding the shit out of Like, what are you? There's no incentive to do this ever again, you know? After I made the one message, you just like, uh, I felt like, uh, like there was mu- much of an appetite for it. It was more like, uh, we're, we're your band. Yeah, well, they don't give a fuck what you're talking about. We're sleeping through that part of the show. Yep. Just like leave us alone and do your do what you're going to do anyways. Is there anything to that, Charters? <laughs> yeah. I yeah, we couldn't wait to just rib on you, I guess. In that uh, text, <laughs> it's our chance. I, like when, I love when you throw charges the beach ball. You're like, okay, yeah, it's your turn. Like, oh, you're gonna say something, and they just like eat shit. I've only seen one was... other guy do that worse than charters, and you know who it is? El Grande Risteros Moscato. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only other guy on the show that I've seen uh, eat shit as hard. He's never ready to talk. <laughs> <laughs> or you, you want me think to, the guy would come all the way here from Mexico he'd have something to say right yeah yeah but he never does anyways this is a special show not only is it one a uh, 201 but is it two, 200 was a bit of a bad time where it fa- fell on because it's in Mike uh, Mike was uh, uh, in the middle of his like uh, big finish like harvest all the oars are in the water everything yeah. pushing forward at once my brother our bartender great part of the show is not a, not even not in the even country <laughs> you know uh, we had uh, Wes uh, band practice, you know, for this big gig where he's headlining as a part of Crown Lion and, and Delhi's uh, celebration of our country, which they thought, how can we celebrate our country? Let's get uh, Crown Lion because they represent. <laughs> when Canada, I think Canada, I think, I think Crown Lion. <laughs> Goddamn right, you do. Yeah, so you do. And I felt patriotic. I thought I I saw people in Delhi actually stealing the Canada ornaments from the <laughs> tents. Yeah, they, that makes they, sense. They got like scissors out of their purse and cut the ornaments off, the paper ornaments, and then gave them to, like, uh, and they were, got excited. They'll use wow. them on July first yeah. next year. Yeah, Smuggle them out in their Tim Hortons cups. Yeah, that was great. It was a great festival. Anyways, it was good. You guys go, played in front of it. How'd it go? The gig? Uh, yeah, I I think it went pretty good. We hadn't played for a while. It's been pretty much a year so it was nice to get the rust off uh i would say a nice 80 percent 80 percent you yeah, give yourself a few bumps along the road but uh i was saying to the guys earlier we had uh, the guys from the the band old cut doing the sound they did a good job for us and helped us out with a guitar we broke a string and our lead guitar player got handed a canadian themed guitar telecaster was great oh yeah so it was cool yeah it was a fun fun to play again for sure oh that's good eh we should have those old cut guys in one yeah, time. Yeah, they're good dudes. Really cool guys. Yeah. We have a couple of uh, shows that I'm in the process of booking right now that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, there's one hip-hop group from the uh, the reservation. Oh, nice. Oh, really? That I'm working on booking. I haven't booked them yet, so I'm not going to announce it. But uh, they're pretty – I saw the article or a, a report they did on the CBC about them, and they, se- they seem like pretty interesting guys to have in. CBC, that's big time. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we're moving on up. Sure. 201. We're no slouches anymore. Once you hit that double century mark. It's a new century. You're in the third century of Life in the Dutch Hall. It it does give you credibility because one guy asked me what my podcast was, and then because I gave him the feed, and then when he brought up the link, the first one was 200 Mm. episodes, right? So then it's uh, like you did half a feedback. He just did did the feed part. (laughs) He's on now. Yeah. It was Wes. Wes, you were at uh, the, the gig. Uh, in Delhi, and there was at one point in time you were getting feedback from the speakers, right? Yes, we were. And then uh, you played that instinctively when Mike said, we're getting some feedback up here. 
you. There was no hesitation. It was done. Has <laughs> has uh, has have you been completely like assimilated to my yeah. will? Yeah, it's all muscle memory now. <laughs> yeah. Goes off in my head. <laughs> did, was there any reaction from anyone in the crowd when you did it who no. recognized? No, it just was? me. Just me and Wes. <laughs> yeah, Wes and I looked. At, like, I remember looking at him like, and like, perfect. I'm kissing myself. Well, Wes's sister's a big fan of the show too, and uh, she at one point uh, turned to me because I was standing behind her watching you guys. And at one point in time, she turned to me with shame in her eyes. Oh, really? Shame in her eyes. Uh oh. Because she, the two hundred two hundredth episode had come and gone, and she didn't bring us pepperettes. Oh. And, we'll, uh, we'll let it slide this time. And, uh, and yeah, exactly. Uh, because she felt that it was an appropriate thing to do because she remembered how much when she did it that other time. She spent like forty bucks or oh something on pepperettes. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was the greatest gift ever from a list, from a, a supporter of the show. Mm-hmm. She comes in with a bunch of pepperettes. Couldn't appreciate it more. She's like, you know, I should have done a similar gesture for your two hundredth. And I said, that's uh, uh, over the top nice. You shouldn't have to think like that because you know it was so nice. You did it just once. But uh, maybe she got a point. But maybe, I'm saying. maybe episode 202 will have some. 202 would be nice. we have a big bag of, mm. of pepperettes. Also, a nice tip if you're a, a pepperette manufacturer and you'd like to sponsor our show. That also works. I would love to be paid in pepperettes. I would. Be, <laughs> I find that an uh, acceptable source of payment is pepperettes. Goes delightful sure. with beverages. Yes. Now, Michael, today is a special day because last week you were incapacitated. You were not really much help to the show. You know, you're okay. I think, but I would give you a mark of 73%. Oh, well, that's oh. high. I, oh. I was running on fumes last yeah, week. It was. Oh, you yeah. gave it all you got. Yeah. You gave it all you had, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. I accept uh, <laughs> it. I accept it. I accept it 100%. But this week you, are, you have all your crop out of the field. I sure do. Right? Mother Nature can no longer bite you in the ass. Only... Uh, Kathleen Wynne of the Liberal <laughs> government and their hydro bullshit can screw you over still, right? And, and they are very heavily. Right? And uh, who else can bug you? Like you're not really you're. That's about it. And the market, I guess. You yeah, got a couple yeah, things to market. sell. But yeah, the right? Mother Nature is taken out of the. But you got scenario. one of the big ones, big bitch Mother mm, Nature. Yeah, is out of the equation. So you got a load off. A load off, all right. <laughs> Couple loads of you know. <laughs> I do not. Okay. I am a Christian man. I don't either. I'm just saying it. <laughs> but I was saying, like, there's all, in any year, if you're a farmer, which is, I think this is interesting that people have, even if you're not involved with farming, but if you are a farmer, you are seriously at the risk of Mother Nature every year. And every year you're set, you're posed with a different set of challenges. And I guess any business person really is. There's an inherent amount of risk involved with a, a year that goes by, you know? And you're talking like so many different factors that could change. One of them being uh, employees on a farm, right? <laughs> yeah. You, in order for you to get your job done, to get your crop out of the field and into the barn so you can sell it, you need people to help you. I sure do. And and you can't get local help. Uh, it's pretty much impossible. You you can advertise, you can kijiji, you can job bank, you can do all that shit that the government wants you to do, and you get local people that want to work for one day and then want to say that their back hurts or they're they have a sniffle and then take you to WSIB and that's yeah, yeah. that's the game they play for the welfare check it's bullshit yeah yeah they make you go and then, then you have to go through a bit of that uh, bullshit in you, order you to get to, and in order to uh, qualify to get um, offshore sure labor yeah. right exactly and so yeah they make you go through the bullshit of trying to make local stuff work which never does and then you go to offshore help and now but offshore help mm-hmm. you're not only dealing with uh, people that are uh, you know, culturally, uh, like have different ways of doing things or handling disputes. You know, <laughs> maybe uh, dealing with uh, their differences. It might be a, something somewhat different, but it's also people coming from a different uh, Culture, educational yeah. background, a different uh, social, social economic background, right? Yeah. And uh, so they would uh, they come to your farm to work, and you get a soup to nuts. I imagine, right? Good ones and bad ones. Yeah, yeah. I would say this year. Um better than last last year i got about one good guy out of seven this year i'm going four good three bad oh really pretty good ratio i'm pretty happy with the outcome not too year. bad yeah. not too bad but unfortunately one of the ones that you would have bet on in the beginning of the year that would have been solid boss yeah you would said like the vegas odds are solid this guy is is gonna be gold for you He'll be back next year back next year like you're thinking five years on the road with this guy no problem a mm-hmm. real thoroughbred 
Yeah. He's a real I wouldn't use those terms, Dave. I wouldn't use a thoroughbred term in regard to, to an employee that you get from another country. Well, I thought it was a compliment. What do you? <laughs> it has a certain connotation of uh, to me, like looking him in the mouth or something like that, Dave. Like some sort of <laughs> Amistad thing. It sounds slavey to me when you uh, say it. I think it's maybe just your like, because I know you're like <laughs> the way you're wired. <laughs> oh God. So, so, sorry, I, I got sidetracked by Dave's. Racial happens. hatred. See what happens, Clunder? <laughs> you just got to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> uh, I love it. This, cause, uh, so, but but uh, this one particular employee, Michael, uh, you would have bet on, it didn't go the way you planned. No, no. things. Uh, the heat of the season took a hold of us about uh, late September like it normally does. Usually our season goes into uh, the first couple weeks of October, so we are actually been lucky this year with the weather being so hot and... Uh, the crop coming off a bit earlier than normal, maybe a week or two uh, earlier than normal. But the same problems seem to happen every year. You get to you get to the push of it, and it's uh, it's when people are are tested. Their <laughs> their their metal is tested when you're living in a, a bunkhouse with seven other men. And you're uh, away from your family. You're away, you're from, away your... from everything you built in your life. Now you have the internet, so porn is available. Oh yes, yes. But still, you're deep into the season where you're kind of like uh, exhausted. You're exhausted. Everybody's uh, exhausted. You're up. At if six. you had if you had a problem with a guy in the week one, yeah. Now and uh, now you, you know, hate him. And, yeah. yeah. Now you that's festered into something nasty, right? Yeah, and like my guys uh, with with the bunk that I have, uh, it's 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 an army barracks pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's saying it nicely. Like it, they keep it clean and tidy. They got a nice kitchen, but it's it's tight quarters for sleeping and. They're here to work and provide for the families, but yeah, things got a bit hot and heavy on the farm. A what bit, happened, Michael? What happened was uh, we've we've had, like you said, a brewing uh, dispute going since I'd say topping time, which is about halfway through our season. It's kind of when we get busy, and uh, I had a couple guys that just didn't see eye to eye, and uh, instead of uh, talking or maybe one would think here fist of cuffs might. Might come about right. That's sure, what I would yeah. think. Uh, That's a Canadian might be, way. Yep. Might be a scrap outside, or yeah, yeah. Drop the gloves. Exactly. No big deal. And we'll move on. What well, guys from uh, the country that I get my guys from? They like what they like to do is when they're arguing is pull a knife out on somebody mm. or maybe a machete. Depends how mad you are. Wow. <laughs> so uh, this particular guy who's been a solid boss for me, but he he's been pushed to the edge. He's an older gentleman. He's a bit ostracized with the younger crew that I have, so he's kind of on his own. He decided to fight back and uh, threaten the guy's life with a knife. <laughs> oh, man. And in Canada, that uh, doesn't go over well. I don't think it does anywhere in the world, does it? Uh, I'm not sure if you're allowed to knife someone. Is there a country you're allowed to, Dave? Probably. Not that I know of. No? No. You're world travel. Yeah, so when you threaten a guy's life with a knife and you're sleeping right next to him pretty much, there's a hard time sleeping, which uh, happens to affect the work <laughs> output the next oh, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody slept, and they're all mad. So I, we had a big, uh, a big outing and a big arguing match, and everybody told their story, which was good. That usually happens once a year. I'm not surprised by that part, but yeah, this guy was lucky he didn't go to jail. But because he had been good to me for years, I, I. I talked to the liaison. We he was probably gonna knife that guy because he didn't think he was being right for you too. Like, right. you know, he's probably like sticking up for you. He's gonna knife him. Yeah, he. My dad had a guy like that one uh, one time. We had an employee on our on our farm when I was growing up, and uh, there was like four guys that lived in our bunkhouse, and one of them uh, was kind of a dick, mm -hmm. and the and the other guy, uh, and he was like always bitching about the boss, and the other guys were like sticking up for my dad, like, right, saying he was a good boss and right. stuff. And they they wouldn't hear him like like uh, disrespecting him like that. And the one guy said he was gonna stab him. And my dad had to, like, I if I remember it. I, I, I my dad listened to the show. He he have to set my, my record my memory of it straight. But I remember he uh, the one guy being so pissed off. Yeah. Uh, his name was Seabird, and he uh, Seabird <laughs> was so uh, so pissed off that he was gonna uh, knife this guy Earl. Or no, yeah, I think it, or yeah, Mr. Earl, yeah. Anyway, but it is what happens like, at, at that time of season. It's it doesn't matter how many guys are in there. They're they're tired and they they've been with each other for months. And like you said, they haven't seen their girl. Like 
Yeah. So. Whether it be wife or girlfriend, their kids, they have got kids at home. They're, they're, yeah, they, the Army Navy can only help so the much. The Army Navy's, uh, <laughs> those big whites can only take so many. So, you know, like, what do you do? Yeah. So I, I don't, bl- like, it happens with the guys, but yeah, I, I agree. I think some guys are here to work and they'll stick up for the boss. Like, I treat them pretty decent and then you get the odd one here and there that's just a fuckhead and you want to send home. Simple as that. But at least they're here to work. But like, no murders, just attempted murder this year. Attempted murder this year, so we made out all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is one of the hurdles yeah. to get through an attempted murder, but then go on with the rest of the season. Yeah, that's harvest. It's uh, not much else going on. You're not busy at all. <laughs> we wake up with attempted murder in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It's always something, though, that comes out of left field. You can plan on, like, even, like, the fact that you're going to have hydro yeah. uh, problems and stuff. Let's not even talk. I don't want to. I keep saying let's not talk about anything because yeah, uh, yeah. it brings you back to flashbacks of the stress. Yeah, you, have yeah, to go you don't through. want to jinx, but no. Now that it's in, the pressure's off, and uh, yeah, life goes back to normal until next year, and you do it all again. You know what we should do? We should do a segment we call feedback. Yes, Ooh. we got feedback. We got feedback. It's feedback. Motherfucking feedback. Motherfucking feedback. It's motherfucking feedback. Oh, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's uh, uh, segment is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. If you go to our website, livefromthedutchhall.com, and click on any, any of those Amazon banners, you can do all of your shopping by uh, whatever you want. Even, I think yeah. they're getting into groceries. They buy Whole Foods, right? Yeah, sign up for Prime. You get it right the next day. Yeah. Near. Yeah, go to or, Prime. Or I got near. money for that, too. Yeah, yeah, and it all helps the show, and then it makes our show better. Look how good it's got already. Amazing. Yeah, you know who else it's brought to you by our good friends at Yarmy Electric. Oh, okay, yeah, we Derek. might be getting. We're still in the. We're still in the heat of it all for Derek. You know, this is his busiest goddamn time the of year. The kills are still cooking. Don't get yourself wrong. You know, I had some project <laughs> in my basement. I, I, I gotta admit, I took advantage of my cousin Derek. I made him do something for me, and then you could see the pain look on his face. <laughs> he was like, "Pete, you son of a bitch." Practice what you preach, man. Yeah. I have a wife I love. What Let me get back to her. Thinking? Let me get back to my children. They're young and just freshly born. You know, I don't need to be worried about your... Can I see my uh, my shuffleboard table properly? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I want to go home and go to sleep for once in my life. I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning every day because this Kathleen Wynn's turning on windmills. Yeah, he doesn't sleep. I, 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 like, I swear to God, I don't know where I am right now. You know, I'm Derek Yarmy of Yarmy Electric. If we don't get it right the first time, we're going to get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time, do you know it? Anyone? You can go fuck yourself. Cut. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> uh, that's Yarmy Electric. And you know what? The last thing I got to do is p- give a big plug to our sponsor, Van Dyke Party Services. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to come right out and say it. When Van Dyke Party Services started, I thought it was going to be a bigger deal than it actually turned out to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a big deal. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> right. But, you know, to be honest with you, Charters, I thought that the phone would be ringing off the hook here. That people would you know. Because most people that I've come into contact with, seriously in real life, and I mean to be nice, you know, they have good intentions, but they are boring, dull motherfuckers. They have no, they're not interesting or fun at all. Yeah, you go, uh, you want to have a little side talk here at a, a birthday party or whatnot. They're talking dirty to you. They're talking about having a real time. <laughs> really? Yeah, Van Dyke Party Service. Oh, yeah, bring different. That out. They bring that out in you. They find the fun in you because deep down, there's something good in you. You can at least enjoy us having a good time drinking your booze. Right? Yeah. And all it's going to cost is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all of our expenses, which, as I mentioned in the past, will be dear. Mm. And if you're not 100% satisfied that we've changed your life and made your stupid party the best time of your life, we will return that $100 of cold hard cash. But those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by our friends at Clean Flow. Yes. yes. Clean Flow, the, the greatest sponsor. sponsors ever. If you need okay. lubrication... Automotive uh, products. Uh, you need just a, a friendly uh, uh, face. Call Maddie at CleanFlow. Just find him on the interweb. He's great. He's got all sorts of lube. Yeah, he'll lube right up. Put some honey goo right on your, your dipstick. <laughs> Plunge it in and uh, take the temperature. <laughs> yeah. Honey goo on your dipstick. A Maddie O. 
That's a good one. I should write. I'm gonna write more ads for Cleanflow. I think. Eventually. I think you just did. Anyways, we every week we ask our listeners for uh, uh, feedback so we know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what uh, what is what, and we you can, you can do it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all these different ways we get or live from the Dutch Hall Gmail dot com. And this week we got it at live from the Dutch Hall Gmail dot com from guess who, a former listener of the week and longtime supporter of our show, Bruce. Valtry. Oh, no Valtry. And you know what? I don't want to sell the guy short. Doctor of Bruce Valtry. Ooh. You know what that means? Our listeners are smart. You want to know why they're, sm- why they're smart? Because they listen to this fucking program. Because if they weren't smart, they would uh, probably think this is garbage. Just a bunch of uh, idiots in the shed drinking whiskey. That's for fools. Playing. Yeah, those are. We're not fools. No. We are the entertainers <laughs> of doctors. We, we we entertain doctors when they're their highbrow humor, right? <laughs> and what, right. what uh, not? And what not? <laughs> yeah, we like to say the W and the H. We pronounce the H. What not? Willem. While I, anyways, uh, Bruce says hi, Peter. He likes to talk oh. to me in particular, not the rest of you guys. This is between me and Bruce. <laughs> Leave us alone. He says I could tell you were a little sad last week. When I sent in that little story about the sandwich meat, and I did not acknowledge your 200th episode. Mm. Now, I wasn't sad about it. In fact, I was actually quite pleased that it was something different. You know, we had someone that was listening to the, the actual uh, program and not just like seeing my post that we was 200 and saying, Congratulations, right? This is a real listener. Listens mm. every week, right? Anyways, he, says he apologized for that. No need, Bruce. No need to apologize. He says, I've only been around for 30 or 40 episodes. Please forgive me. Now that is bullshit. Uh, go back and listen to our catalog. There's no reason not to. It's all on That's iTunes. Right. Go there. back. It's really You can go into my feed on Podbean or whatever like that. Just put live from the Dutch Hall.com and it comes up. It says, you want the app? You say, yeah, I'll take the app. Get all episodes. There's They're no reason. There. It's available. Dedicate your life. Tell your wife you're going to be busy. <laughs> we have 200 hours to get through here. Hibernate. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I will be sure to celebrate your 300th episode with you oh. and possibly over a cold beverage. Compliments of Clean Flow, of course. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He does listen. He does listen, yeah. Happy 101st, uh, sorry, happy 201st episode tonight. Yeah, tonight. Which is more important than the 200th because the 200th was in the past. It was actually, it was a fine show. Listen to it if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. But 201. It's a real cooker. It's a real cooker. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. You know what, Bruce? I'm going to go right out and say it. Oh, my goodness. Actually, you know what? Forget it, Bruce. You're <laughs> out. Whoa. Whoa. You're out, and I'll tell you why. Because so a guy that's been with place. us since the beginning of the show, he went on a long hiatus. He's been gone, but he's back two weeks in a row. I think he might be back for good. He's our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. Let's hear it for him. Oh, hi ho. It's off to bed we go. Free my sperm into your perm. Hi ho, hi ho. Nailed it. 80s reference. <laughs> oh yes, you can just picture it. I love that one. You picture a nice, a nice, a nice fresh, tight, real tight, tight perm. Throwing ropes with a nice <laughs> chunky, chunky uh, ex, uh, excretion, where the only way to get it out is with that nice pick. <laughs> you know the chunks. Uh, the chunks just stick in the curls, you know, unless you like pick it out. You know. How do you know? <laughs> I lived through the eighties. <laughs> Pete used to have a perm. That's how it goes. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! Uh, Happens to be true. High school. <laughs> Grade ten, I had a perm in it. Oh. Yeah. That was a humiliating time in my life. That's the way I grew up to have no confidence. It was only you and Jason Penders, the only two guys. <laughs> Did he have a perm too? Oh, he just had the back yeah. perm. He had. The, sorry, that was a guy in high school. But he had a. He he also follically challenged, right, Clunder? Yeah. He was trying to hold on to what he had. Yeah, yeah. By and perming it. Like great, not. <laughs> yeah. More casual. That's just like nice. a big. That's just like a big arrow pointing at his head, saying, "I'm almost bald." <laughs> yeah. I'm it's taking what up. I got. It's like an old lady that wears rollers, you know, and then she puts the kerchief on before she goes to church because every single hand strand is precious you know mm-hmm. yeah. she wants to puff it up and make it uh, yeah, no one fluff it up anyways that's what happened anyways mine was not for that reason my perm if you have to know we haven't ever told the perm story uh, I had like straight hair like the Beatles you know like no matter what I did it wouldn't go to the side you know I tried to 
at the time you want to feather your hair you know that's what you want to do feather it you know a nice Bon Jovi maybe like a Patrick Duffy you want to <laughs> feather old Swayze <laughs> old Swayze yeah a nice Swayze haircut and ghost anyways uh, you want that's what you're going for so anyways roadhouse mine would go oh, right. straight down like so the lady told me we put a little permanent <laughs> a little permanent this is a light perm just a touch we'll put the rollers in just for a second or two put a little goop on it or whatever just a, a, a slight permanent right and it would just make your hair wavy it'll stay wherever you want right I said okay let's give it a try desperate you know I was young too I was like probably like 13 or something anyways uh, turns out worked like a charm picture day and everything comes through no one can tell goes to the side timed it just right <laughs> I nailed it she was right my hairdresser Linda she fucking nailed it then next time I go in there I'm full of confidence right full of confidence <laughs> say Linda let's go a little bit more mm. see what we got Give here me a heavier perm <laughs> if some is good more is better <laughs> exactly Charge take gets, a jerry Charge gets it Charge gets it so she gets the guy with my mom right the two of them start talking she loses track of time <laughs> The permanent, the permanent becomes extra permanent. My hair is like Ronald McDonald curls, like, like uh, ridiculous, right? Anyways, uh, I was so humiliated. I went to ch- I remember going to church that night, and I saw a girl from my class in church, like a girl from my grade school class, and uh, she looked at me and uh, just broke out into laughter, like she's just uh, couldn't couldn't be more pleased. Killed your boner. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I have suspicions about that girl. She's not, I'm, she's not on my uh, market. Is what I'm saying. I think she goes the other way. Uh, it's neither here nor there. You tell yourself what you need. To. <laughs> That's what I like to tell myself. <laughs> Anyways, to, to to cope for the fact that she was like humiliated, like I was humiliated. So what I did instead was uh, I took a, like my sister's curling iron every morning, <laughs> and I would just worst. sit there. I wake up early and straighten. I would uh, straighten my hair. Oh my what I should have done was uh, this is the case was like shave <laughs> shave my head. You know, yeah. didn't occur to me to shave my head. It was the easiest thing I could have done to get rid of my humiliation is just take the clippers, buzz my hair. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. You go on with the rest of your day. No humiliation, you know? Like, <laughs> no big deal. I got no hair for a bit. It'll grow back. And no, I didn't. I, I waited until the perm grew out. <laughs> <laughs> How long uh, did it take? A fucking forever, man. <laughs> it was forever. It was like, uh, seriously. Two the, yearbooks. The, no, uh, <laughs> there's only like two pictures two pictures of it one in particular there's only one good one of the perm i believe my wife is in possession of it are you you do have it right well, it somebody be, has uh, it in the dutch hall vault yeah, that is a precious piece of that's uh, only for shareholders <laughs> that should be the picture of tonight's show i would say. oh the picture of my perm oh i remember my dad's humiliation too eh? when, <laughs> oh, when, he, when you're right. uh when you got like a 13 year old boy comes home with or a girl. fucking ridiculous now perm. girl yeah you've just like there's no I don't know how I was convinced into it either. Like, I mean, to be honest with you, your brain is informed at 13. You're not thinking straight. Like, yeah. I didn't Why know. Why would you want it. pubic hair on your head? I didn't want it. I wanted mm-hmm. this to be like, uh, I don't know. You always want what you don't have, you know? Like, so, yeah. anyways, it was a mistake of my life. Uh, did you ever have a permanent, Dave? You never had a perm? No, it's probably the one thing I never had. No, not even at the hockey, like hockey hair in the back. Did no, you have a mullet? My hair's always been pretty curly though when it grows out. Did you have a mullet though? Um, I had a rat's tail. That's probably oh, the worst oh, one. Wait, a nice long rat's, rat's tail. tail. Oh yeah. That is crazy. Charles, have you had a rat's Grade tail? Seven. That is like I don't care what age it is or what like time in history it is. If you had a rat's tail, you are white trash. <laughs> like uh, there's no getting around that. And not, I'm not saying anything about your parents. Your parents aren't white trash, though they allowed their child to turn into white I'll trash. I'll tell you, I felt pretty boss walking around the Norfolk <laughs> County Fair that year. <laughs> Sweet rat tail. Oh, yeah. Going. Sweet rat. Do you ever think about braiding it? <laughs> I braided it for sure. <laughs> damn right. Well, question. I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Who did it? Your I mom? Do it. Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Mom, can you braid my rat's tail? That's Mom, I'm going to the fair. Braid my rat's tail. <laughs> it's the big day. Meatloaf, Mom, and braid my rat's tail. <laughs> That's a charter's operator. Anyways. Uh, HD. The, HD. The Haitian Dwarf. He, say, he gives us feedback on uh, iTunes. This week, he's referring to our 200th episode, and he says, Eve's shitting on charters is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> Five stars. Thank you very much, Asian Dwarf. Uh, just that. And for that, 
And because you're back, you're the listener of the week. You're the listener of the week. That's right. This is your week. It's your week, HD. You did it again. Can I have a beverage, please? Get the man a jacket. Or female. We're not sure, are we? Oh, the Hasendorf, uh yeah, no, uh, male? male, because okay. uh, he has a... Uh, I thought the dick cut off thing. Oh, he never did it. Never did oh, it. Oh, okay. Kept the old schlong. I think oh. it's intact, and it's actually, uh, by all accounts, impressive. And there's nothing minuscule about um, the Haitian dwarf's genitals, hmm. because it's part of his torso, which is regular size. Tripod, if you will. Yeah. Hmm. His legs and arms are different, but his uh, torso and genitals... Normal size. Normal size. That of like a it six. It probably just looks bigger though. Oh yeah, totally. Smaller. Yeah, like if you had, uh, like, like if I had smaller legs, same size dick, my dick would look bigger. Correct. Damn right it would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's you're, like you're always supposed to date a girl with small hands so you look bigger. Yeah, that's what's exactly right. That's why I, uh, or like uh, Trump, right? You can let Trump jerk you off because he's got small hands. Yeah. Right? Isn't that the rumor? And that weird handshake. And then he gets all excited. Yeah, all the presidents have off-putting handshakes. For this, some reason this week, I've been into watching old president interviews, and uh, they all have, like, tactics to, like, get you off. Like, they, like, bring you in and, like, slap your hand sometimes. And then that's what George Bush would do. He'd slap your hand and, like, bring you in. And it's like uh, they do stuff to kind of get you off your game. So they're they, doing it on purpose. Yeah, it's all right. fucking with people. It's all like mind game shit, you know? Weird dudes that like never worked with their hands ever. Yeah, so yeah. it's like the girliest handshake you ever had, right? Uh, well, their hands must be super Just soft. soft, yeah. like yeah, baby's yeah. bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they do weird shit to make it seem like I'm intimidating you. Yeah, yeah. You ever think you're going to like shake hands with a guy with a real soft hands and then you shake hands with him he's got like... Oh yeah, calloused hands, and you're like, "Oh, this guy's a real guy." Like you didn't, you did, you misjudged him. Yeah, you know, for sure. I do it all the time. You know, you can. The other way is also up where you think it's going to be a real handshake, and the guy gives you just a wad oh, of the, a wad yeah, of soft. That's like a over, like when they dead fish. Oh fuck, it's nothing worse. We just like squeeze their fingers. You gotta oh. call them out right away. You yeah, only, say, let's do, do it again. Let's bud. do it again. I like that call. You I have to. Yeah, you have to do it. So uncomfortable, especially when they do it to you. If they squeeze too soon, and they squeeze yeah, your fingers, your fin- and then you are a pussy. Yeah, now yeah. they've made you look like the one that's giving the wet thumb fish. to thumb. That's the, yeah. You go hard, where you're really making that scissoring with the thumb. Yeah, you know, simple as that. You, that's how you know you locked it in. You you go heavy in there, and then you shake it. And if people don't do that, they're no good. That's what I believe. I, Anyways, the, the theme of today's show, mm. we're gonna get to the meat of it. Mm. That's why you brought Jeff Clunder all the way down here. We're going to talk about freedom, right? Freedom, what it means to be a free person. And uh, I thought it'd be fun to do this, to cover this topic, by looking at us individually as a group in this room, the Nocturnal Emissions and Jeff Clunder and myself, as uh, who is the freest one in the room out of all of us, right? (laughs) Right? The freest person. Now, part of what looking at being a free person, you have to look at... uh, Living in a free country, right? Canada is a free country. Everyone agrees, right? What does that mean? We can uh, say what we want. Sure. We have freedom of movement. Mm-hmm. I can go anywhere I want in the world, right? Yep. Where, like, uh, even if it's stupid, yep. uh, I like to go there. Your choice. I can, can still go there. It's my right to do that. So that's that's real freedom, right? Freedom of exp- of speech. What are you doing, Steve? <laughs> He's getting wound up. He wants yeah, to talk. Gonna... Make as much noise as possible. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Sorry. Free... I'm, look how free I am. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom of speech is... Uh, uh, Wes isn't even free not to uh, play feedback when I say feedback. He's under my mind control. That's There's no freedom there. This is what I know. But anyways... Uh, uh, Free, like uh, freedom of speech. Are you really? Do you really? My question is: Do you really have freedom of speech in uh, today's society? Because yeah. if you were to go and say something unpopular, mm-hmm. you can easily lose your job for saying something. Remember our fucker right in the pussy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Program that we did. That's a perfect example of how a person had a real job, like working for Hydro One or something like that, and he said to a reporter as a joke. Fucker right in the pussy lost his job. Boom. So is that are you really free if on your you're not even working for Hydro One. You're only on your you're on your personal time. Yep. And you're just fucking with a reporter who by all accounts is uh garbage. 
You know, like a, not, he wasn't even fucking with the reporter. His buddy was fucking with the reporter. All he did was laugh, that guy. He thought it was funny. Really? Yeah. And he, then he lost his job for that? Yep. Oh, he really? was in the main Well, dude. then when she, the reporter started asking them about it, he uh, started explaining why he was laughing, I guess, because he thought oh, it was he funny. Can't, oh. He can't explain it He should have just kept his mouth shut, probably, and then he would have been okay, but... But out of all the people in the room, in this room here right t- right today, question, I would say question one. And he got his job back. He did get his job back? Yeah. That was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But it's still but true. All the, oh, but we still, live in a, we still live in, in an environment, Dave, where you can't express, like as I said at the top of the show, you can't express your hatred of the, uh, <laughs> of the Inuit of Canada's far north. For the record, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't hate anyone. Not even the Inuit? No. What no. did you say about their raw fish eating? Nothing. You made it up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. See, now you have, because Dave has to say, see, Dave has to say that because he has a real job, right? Whereas, and, uh, and because it's true. <laughs> Those are the two reasons. <laughs> Those are the two reasons. <laughs> Those are the two reasons. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, but Charters, you are on a different playing field. I say, oh, Wes, you probably too, right? Like, can you do anything that would, right now, in the microphone, because we gave you a microphone this week, <laughs> can you do anything that would make you lose your job on this microphone, do you think? Um, if I talk bad about my company. Yeah. Like, even if I put it on Facebook, that... The company stinks or something like yeah. that? If you were to say something like that? Yeah. Then that would be enough to warrant... Yeah. It's... Yeah. They've made it very clear that any bad talk about the company, that you're fired. But if you said something like uh, women belong in the kitchen, you know, an unpopular by today's standards opinion. Right. Right. If um, you were to like broadcast that because it's not, it's like misogynistic or something like that. Can you lose your job for that? No, I don't think my company cares. What about you, Dave? Enough. Uh, I'm not sure. Probably not. What about a racial thing? If you did something like uh, where you said... Uh, like a legitimate thing that was like perceived as being uh, racist. I think so. If it was hateful, you know, if like, I don't know, it's hard to say, you know. But so my question is on your personal time, you know, do you guys represent a certain aspect of you represent your company that you work for that pays your paycheck? I think so. I think there's, I think the company would have, uh, you know, a chance in court to say that, you know, as an employee, you represent the company's beliefs on and off the job like so publicly if you're going to have a forum to like something like this a podcast or like a a facebook post or social media post or something like that you would uh, that would be seen as being uh you have to have a different you have to watch what you say in those circumstances because you're representing not only yourself but the company you work for yeah i think so yeah i I think that's the way the law would work with a law but even on your free time you have nothing to do with the company though like that's what i have a hard time with like if i was to get like i can't get a job i don't i don't know if i i don't want a job anymore but if i if i wanted to get a job and i still maintain this program uh i know my old companies i don't know if they'd be keen they'd be like happy about it you know what i mean right like uh, i don't know if i'd be able to do this if i still worked for the bank you know if i worked for royal bank of canada let's just say royal bank of canada because i actually worked for them for four days <laughs> right before I quit. And I will burn that bridge with Royal Bank of Canada. Like, I'll do it anytime you want. Royal Bank of Canada, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm never working with you again. Right? Four, four days was too much. Right? But that's nice. If I But if I was working for them, they would never say, Pete, go ahead, keep your podcast. You know? Just keep... I, I, but, but, yeah, because anything I say is wrong. Like, can be like... See, if you're a big company, you wouldn't want anything to say, like, this representative Royal Bank said, like... A, uh, like made a, a Eskimo joke. Yeah, right. it's kind of bullshit, right? Like I think about when with that guy that got fired from Hydro or whatever. I thought about that for a while, and like he thought the joke was funny, and he let people know he thought the joke was funny, and that's why he got fired. Like I could let people know I like the movie Eddie Murphy Delirious. It's a great stand-up special that I think is really funny. But it's completely hate-filled uh, with... Uh, in, like well, there's a lot of up. inappropriate stuff in it. I don't know if it's hate-filled, but there's a lot of stuff that would pe- some people would find by, offensive. By today's standards, it's like hate speech. Yeah. The way you would... It was, uh, it was like very ignorant towards the gays, right? If you, It didn't hold up. 
right? Yeah. yeah. So then because I find that funny, does that mean I'm a bad person or I shouldn't be allowed to keep my job? I don't know. It Do you seems, think those it bits seems are silly, right? To let people know what you yeah. like or what you think yeah, is yeah. funny. And then, uh, but do you think those bits are still funny? That Mr. T? I, yeah, I do. Mr. Like, T. If I watch that again, I'm sure I'd be rolling on the floor. I haven't watched it in years, but I remember at the time, like, it was the funniest thing ever. Why don't you <laughs> come over here? Yeah. Fuck me in the ass. Right? right? That one? Yeah. Is that the bit? And yeah, then he that, goes. It's all funny. He's talking about the Portuguese, his Portuguese aunt or whatever, Goonie Goo Goo, all that. That's funny, man. <laughs> Is she Portuguese? I think so. I'm going to watch it again now. <laughs> Eddie Murphy has a Portuguese aunt. I don't think she does. I think Adrian. I think uh, sorry. I, I don't know why I said Adrian out of nowhere, but I don't I think uh, Dave. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know either. I I, uh, I think Dave was just assuming because she's hairy like a Sasquatch that uh, <laughs> Dave used his own prejudice to assume she's Portuguese. I don't think there's any real tie. I'm gonna have to watch Eddie Murphy delirious that bit yeah. again to see if there's any tie. You might be legitimately Aunt Bunny. Aunt Bunny, yeah. <laughs> Cootie Goo Goo. She, she put her head in the water and pulled out a fish, yeah. right? Is that yeah, how it goes? Right. Yeah, but that's all just funny. And it, that holds up. It was the gay stuff that it didn't hold up, right? Eddie Murphy's gay stuff? Or he had like uh Well, it was such a paradox. You know, Mr. T's such a, like, a man, you know, like a- You look, you look at my cute name, jeans. <laughs> that, yeah, that's yeah. how it yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's what was funny about it. It was such a, the opposite end of the spectrum of Mr. T, you know? Right, right. I know what you mean. You shouldn't lose your job just because you find those jokes funny, even though they're still appro- inappropriate. They didn't hold right. up in the test of time. But those jokes were still funny at the time, right? And they're still funny. Like, they're funny jokes because there's no victim or whatever, you know? Yeah. As long as you can take a joke. Now, if I went out in front of a reporter on live television and was advocating how funny those jokes are, you yeah. know, maybe that's a different story when you're forcing it on people. Right, right. Well, what maybe if you- that's what that was the guy's problem, you know? Uh, should you be punished for going to a Bill Cosby concert <laughs> uh, just because you like his stories? No, I don't think so. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he, a lot of women have accused him of uh, uh, rape, right? That old chestnut. Right? But that, that, yeah. But that like, shouldn't... Uh, to take that to the extreme, if you went to watch Charlie Manson speak in the... Is he still alive even? I don't know. Yeah, he is. Because you thought he was a great public speaker, you know, people would probably think differently of you after that, right? Hey, you should, well, that, yes, you shouldn't go. I would go see him speak, though. T- oh, there t- you go. There's your answer. He probably would be uh, like, it's just you're seeing, yeah, a cra- a you're thing, seeing right? a legitimate crazy person, but I want to see him in a cage. Like, I want to see him, like, chained <laughs> up like uh, Hannibal Lecter, like with a mask on, and then they oh, they just un- they take the mask off for a bit, and you just hear him say crazy shit. And then they put the mask back on because he's like, I think that'd be a good show, man. I'd pay like 35 bucks to see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Anyway, so another thing of uh, freedom, I would say, is you have to look at uh, responsibility as well, right? Like, what's the difference? Are you still free if you have responsibilities, right? Who's got kids? Only person without kids, Mike Poe, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So you, I would say, would get the point for the f- freest of that yes. freest of that you have yeah. no commitments to humans who rely on you for their survival no nope. right my sweet sweet kelly <laughs> and she could live without you she could she doesn't need you no i i, I have a hard time without her <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know it now yeah it's because of her sweetness i know it becomes it becomes part of your everyday life yeah and but no c- yeah i see uh i see most of my friends and most uh like people i hang out with are they all have kids and have that life and it's I, I always say I don't know how you guys do it I, it's, yeah it's I mean I'm sure I will figure it out when I do it too but it's but it, but I look at I don't do you look at it as like losing your freedom to have a bunch of kids Steve you're the one that took your kid across the country in a backpack or whatever yeah I do I do absolutely Absolutely. Do you think they're holding you back? Absolutely. My plan when when we conceived our child, uh, my wife and I were driving around the country in a Volkswagen van, and uh, and yeah, her her presence really fucked up our travel plans. Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard of? Um, it was this thing I learned about in a Catholic. Uh, it was a marriage course actually. It's called a uh, pulling out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Charge, do they teach you that right in the marriage? It doesn't Catholic work. Catholic Church? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Four times. It's hard to do. That's why you really have to be a super Catholic to do it right, eh? It's a pull out at the exact right time. Yeah. That's what they kind of even tell you. 
This is the only method we go with, but yeah. <laughs> enjoy all your kids. Because <laughs> when you just let it dribble out, it will dribble out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so do you think it's a? Do you think you're not free if you have kids? You think that you're like, or is that? But if that's your choice that you had kids. Right, and like Steve is just like willy nilly, like dropping one in once in a while. <laughs> it's bottom. like uh, uh, if you actually plan to have your kids, Dave. How many of your kids? You have a hundred kids. How many did you plan to have? Ninety. <laughs> uh, three out of four, seventy-five <laughs> percent. Oh, That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Three planned children. Do you tell the one which one isn't planned? Do you like make them aware of it? <laughs> I can't. I'm not sure if we have or not. But it's not a big secret or anything. <laughs> you know, they can they can all do math. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> It'd be the oldest or youngest. You it's know that. Easy to figure out. <laughs> like a, a person that doesn't even know you would say it's either the oldest or the youngest, right? Either you are an adulterer who didn't <laughs> listen to the rules of the church and was were having premarital sex and something happened, or you were like putting away your crib, you know, getting on with your life. Got your last one out of diapers. Get drunk at a wedding. Some bubbly. It'd be one of those two. Ding ding ding. <laughs> Anyways, you I think know, we I all. I think know. it's great that we live in a country where we're free to have kids. You yeah. know, that's a type of freedom, right? To have kids. Yeah. So let yeah. any just any idiot plant deep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a great it's a it's a great part of our country that we just let anybody do that. But how do they how do they stop that in other countries? I don't know. I think other countries have rules or had rules. Well, like China is what you're what you're numbers, mentioning, right? right? Yeah. That's one of them. But there's probably more than just China. I'm sure they had like the one kid rule right, to maintain population. That's over now, right? But uh, how do they like make you stop having, like, like how do they do they fix you? I wonder what it would be. Maybe they have like a. Uh, like when you go into a theme park, eh? they have the count the numbers on your deck. Turn style. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. It was uh, one. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be awful, man. That's a that would be a not it's that like, I like I wouldn't mind being fixed though if they fix, but it's like it's still institutional. People telling you you can or can't yeah. do something. Yeah, that's that's a basic thing. I want to have sex, and I want to have kids. I want to make people. That should be your right as a person to do that, no matter where you're. If you, you right? want to do that, yeah. Uh, what else do we don't have? Oh, can you, uh, right now, uh, 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 if you have to serve the government, right? Like you got to pay them or you get in trouble. Mm. You can't just make money. That's right. Which is a big deal right now in our, uh, in Ontario because they're fucking that up. Oh no, it's, it's Trudeau, isn't it? He's taxing all the rich people. Doesn't Hey, you got to pay him a lot of money too. Mm. Not just a little bit. No, you gotta pay a lot of money, and then and then you don't really have much say in it. You can like follow all the rules so that you know you're doing the right thing, and doing the right thing for your business. And all of a sudden, halfway through, they just change the goddamn rules again. You know what? We gotta end this thing about this. I'm right now free to do our last segment of the show. Clunder, we didn't have a chance to talk to you. You're doing all right over there. Just good. Yeah, we're gonna go do a segment. We had uh, we had a lot of uh, people that were interested in saying. There was a person that passed away. Oh, yes. He was a legend, an icon. We kind of alluded to him at the uh, top of the show. His name is Hugh Hefner. And people asked us, you know, does anyone have Hugh Hefner in the uh, death pool? And you know what? We didn't know. We came into the Dutch holiday, and we uh, we are proud to say, or ashamed to say, sad to say, or whatever, sad to announce, we have our first point. Delivered to our band leader Michael oh, yeah. Ball. Hey. He had Hugh Hefner in the death pool. Whoa, really? Yeah, I got one. It is that we have an actual front runner now. What up, Hef? <laughs> Thanks for the memories, brother. So what I did was I looked into Hugh Hefner's life and uh, 91 years. I looked and seeing this man that Mike decided to just like callously put into this bet in order to profit from his demise. I just thought he was tired. It's so much sex. <laughs> And it turns out he's a real interesting guy. There's a lot of weird facts about uh, uh, Hugh Hefner. One of which is that he lost his virginity at the age of 22. Wow. you think it would be earlier. Yeah, you'd think so. Hefner's first wife, Mildred, cheated on him while he was at war. That's unfortunate. Uh, when, she met, uh, when she admitted it, Hefner famously called it the most devastating moment of his life. 
And later, Mildred felt such guilt over her transgression that she allowed Hugh to sleep with other women. Oh. And that uh, started his uh, interest in other pussy. Which, as it turns out, he really liked. (laughs) They divorced after 10 years of marriage. Pussy facts. You know, Hugh Hefner helped reconstruct the Hollywood sign twice. He actually bought all the acreage around there to preserve that sign, and he he restored it one year. There's an endangered rabbit named after Hugh Hefner. Uh, I think it's called uh, a big word, slightly smaller word, and then Hefnery. <laughs> it's does a ra- it's a rabbit because you know Playboy rabbit. You know, does play- it wear a bow tie? Yes, it does, Dave. Uh, you know, uh, Hugh Hefner holds two world records. You know what one is? A Guinness Book of World Records. One is for being the uh, longest editor in chief of a magazine. Oh, nice. Playboy magazine. Respectable. And the other one is for having the largest collection of personal scrapbooks. Oh, I bet. Yeah. That's odd. I banged this girl. I banged this girl. I banged this girl and this girl and this girl. He said he slept with, he figures, if he had to put a a guess on it, about 2,000 women. Really? Yeah. Uh, Where does that rank behind uh, Wilt Chamberlain? Well, Wilt Chamberlain is a bigger liar, I think. He said 20,000, Wilt Chamberlain, which would, it's, it's, an, it's an impossible taste. I think he, I think what Chamberlain was saying was that, that like, it was a bit of a blur for about a decade. Good yeah. time that was. Uh, you know that the uh, former President George W. Bush and politician John Kerry are distant relatives of Hugh Hefner. Oh, really? really? He also claims to be a distant relative of William Bradford, which was one of the pilgrims that came over in the Mayflower. So he's just a distant relative of everybody in America. Yeah, yes. Yeah, they all come from Hugh Hefner. And uh, Charters, uh, Hugh, Hugh Hefner was a lot like you. His IQ was 152, but he never excelled as a student. Oh. You know, he had 200 pairs of pajamas. Pajamas or pajamas? <laughs> no, pajamas. Oh, pajamas. And they came in 20 different colors, PJs. Silky and he, smooth. He wore them all day long, silk pajamas. Smart move. Because he used to just wear them at night, and then he would work all night, and then uh, he'd wake up in the morning and go to work, and he was still wearing his pajamas, so he just said, I'm going to keep doing it. And then he would start going out because he was old as fuck, and he just say, didn't care. I was going to wear pajamas all the time. And you know what else? This is my favorite part about Hugh Hefner. Last fact, Hugh Hefner popped so many Viagras openly uh, that he succumbed to one of the great side effects of Viagra, which was losing your hearing. And uh, Hugh Hefner was quoted as saying that he would rather have sex than have his hearing. So what do you guys think about that? Last last question to end the show. Would you rather have... Would you rather that last ha- question? Hugh Hefner took a ton of Viagra, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Fuck. They <laughs> missed it. Clunders too fast. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. But would you do? Would you take hearing or sex? You can be in your nineties. Fuck till you're ninety, right? Like crazy. With a with a fake dick, sir. But it's pills or whatever, you sure. know. But you you can go into your nineties having sex, and then uh, or you can hear for twenty years. Last say the last twenty years, you can't hear shit. But you're banging like it's easy. Sex, yeah, no, no question. You yeah. give up hearing for sex, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd do it. Cause of music, probably. You would give up. Uh, Beethoven was deaf. Yeah, but how was the sex? I'd give up like 20 years of chemical sex when I'm an old man. Sure. Yeah, but it's not chemical sex with another 90 year old woman. You got like he's. Oh, having, that changes everything. Uh, yeah, that does change a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Can I still hear a little bit? The rules are different. <laughs> Compromise. I actually, I actually think it's the best deal ever because you can, you don't have to listen to any of these vapid idiots that you have nothing in common with. Like you, <laughs> Hugh Hefner is in his nineties. He's banging. Uh, when he would make a reference, he's referring to somebody that was dead like fifty years before these girls were born. And uh, he, last thing he wants to do is listen to their opinion on things, <laughs> right? Nice chat. How nice. He just wants to bang them, right? So he gives up hearing, and he gets. It's a win-win. <laughs> There's no like downside, so I can't hear music. I can remember it. Yeah, feel the vibrations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I'm fine. Anyways, everybody, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to this program, number 201. 201. I hope you all live a free life and all just do what you can to have fun. If you could, just do me a favor. You see the show on social media, just give it a share. Sure. Maybe just tell your friend that it exists if you enjoy it. You say, you know what I do that I like? I listen to Life from the Dutch Hall. It's fun. And then, then maybe someone else will do it, right? Or, even better, provide us feedback at livefromthedutchhall at gmail.com. And uh, we'll read your feedback live on air. We are currently in the process of booking our first uh, shop tour of 2017. Yes. Uh, we're planning on booking a few more to get us through the winter time. So if you're interested in uh, hosting uh, live live from the Dutch Hall at your place, give us an email at livefromthedutchhallgmail.com. Otherwise, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. One time.